Welcome to the end of religious Christianity. If you're truly born again, you've got the joy of the Lord inside of your spirit. You've got power inside of your spirit. My gift from God is to move you into your spirit, man, where God is, where you know all things, where things present and things to come are yours. Come with me into the kingdom of God. Hey guys, welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. Today I am going to help you to understand the kingdom of God as we know Jesus Christ himself explained the kingdom of God in every parable that he preached. And the main parable, according to Jesus, is the parable of the sower, as we call it. I don't believe that Jesus had a title for that parable because Jesus said that every parable was about the kingdom. So I don't know if you noticed, but in John chapter 3, John the Baptist is preaching a message that happens to be the exact same message that Jesus preached. But it seems that Jesus copied John because John the Baptist was preaching first. Can you see that? In John chapter 3, I want you to go there. John says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Isn't that incredible? Did you notice that John was preaching kingdom before Jesus? So at the end of the Old Testament, the greatest in the Old Testament, the greatest prophet, greater than Isaiah, greater than all of the other prophets, John the Baptist is himself less than you and I in the kingdom of God. But John the Baptist got it. He figured it out. He had the Holy Spirit from birth. And what you're going to learn in the kingdom of God is that the Holy Spirit is the kingdom. I'm going to save you a lot of, a lot of time here. The kingdom of God is the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is a person. Jesus said that the kingdom does not come with careful observation, but it is like the wind. Those who are led by the Spirit, they're, they're like the wind. He said, you will see the evidence of the kingdom. The evidence of the kingdom is a man or a woman who is moved by the Holy Spirit. Now, this is the relationship that Jesus demonstrated. He modeled to us, his disciples, his followers. We are to be imitators of God, Paul said. We are to follow the example of Jesus. And when you understand the kingdom, you will understand all other mysteries. I'm telling you the truth. Don't try and figure out healing until you figure out kingdom. Don't try and figure out salvation until you figure out kingdom. Jesus said, if you don't understand this one message, if you don't understand this one parable about the sower and his seed, then he said, you will not understand any parable. He said, how are you going to understand any other parable if you don't understand this parable? And he talks about the mystery of the kingdom. He talks about the secret of the kingdom. Did you know that it says in the Old Testament, it says that God reveals the secret mystery of his covenant to those who love him. It's really quite amazing. Psalm 25, 14, the Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. So there is a covenant 
the new and living way. There's a covenant in the blood of Jesus Christ that I believe most Christians do not understand. And so what is this kingdom? The kingdom is a family. The kingdom is a government. And when you look to Jesus, he is one with the Father. He says things like this. He says, he says no one can come to the Father except through the Son. He says, I am the way to the Father. You see, this is once you understand the kingdom, you'll understand everything else. And I'm giving it to you now. And only the Holy Spirit can reveal it spiritually to you. And right now I bind the devil because the God of this age, little G, ha ha, he's going to burn forever. It's going to be fun to watch. But he has blinded the mind of unbelievers. But Jesus even says that we can have unbelief when he rebukes us for our unbelief. He rebukes those he loves. He disciplines those he loves. But Jesus said, I am the way. But when he's talking about the way, he's talking about the way to the Father. I am the door to the Father. No one comes to the Father except through me. Now, Jesus also said that the Father, no one can come to the Son unless the Father draws them to him, unless the Father reveals Jesus to them. So there's this incredible relationship between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. They are one. They had oneness in the beginning. They had unity. Remember, Jesus was slain before the creation of the world. So you need to detach yourself from the linear timeline and realize that God formed you in your mother's womb and he knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb. So right there, there is a difference between the spiritual realm and the physical realm. God was crucified in the spirit before he physically made heaven and earth. In fact, Jesus also says, my words will never pass away, but heaven and earth will pass away. So you can see that the words of Jesus existed before he created heaven. So why do you want to go to heaven? You see, heaven's going to pass away. The kingdom preceded heaven. The kingdom will also surpass heaven as well. So what you need to understand is that the kingdom is a family. The kingdom is about oneness. There's a mystery here to do with a man and a woman. The reason there is so much perversion in the earth around sexuality is because holiness is expressed through unity. Holiness is expressed when, when a man and a woman come together, they become one flesh. And I'm, I'm going to lose a few people here, but I'm ta- I believe that, that, that everything that was created, biblically speaking, came out of the invisible. The Bible says that, that Jesus Christ is the invisible. Uh, everything that was made was made through Jesus Christ. Everything that's visible came from the invisible. And there's a parallel, and I'm going to lose a few people here. But I believe that God made man in his image, 
and we are a copy of God. And when a man and a woman come together, what we would call sex, you know, God would call unity because isn't the Father and the Son and the Spirit one? And didn't Jesus pray that we would be one with him? And if you read the romance in in Song of Solomons, I'm not connecting dots that aren't there. I'm telling you the truth. Sex is pure. Sex between a man and a woman is holy. It is absolutely holy. And when you understand the kingdom, you will begin to understand all other things. So now that I have a kingdom perspective, I can understand covenant. Covenant is the most beautiful thing. Every covenant is, is, is made with the shedding of blood. Whether God was crucifying Jesus and there's a blood covenant, whether God was circumcising a baby on the eighth day and there's a blood, there's a shedding of blood with the circumcision. And when a man and a woman come together, the hymen is torn. Did you know that the female hymen has the highest concentration of blood vessels out of any other body part? I'm going to say that again. There are more blood vessels in the female hymen than any other part of the body, more than the brain, more than the heart. And when a man enters a woman, they become one flesh. There is a breaking of the veil. May the Holy Spirit give you insight. So when the man enters a woman, there's a shedding of blood and they created a covenant that before God cannot be broken. God is a God of covenant. All of the Old Testament is laying a foundation of covenant because it is about ownership. Now, when a man and a woman come together, they become one flesh. And the Bible says, let no man separate. They also become, every covenant is for a purpose. No one shakes hands for no effect. You're either shaking hands to make a promise, but it's for a purpose. You're either making, starting a business together, so you make a promise, you're you're buying some land, so you make a promise. So a covenant is also for a purpose. So God did circumcision to set apart unto to holiness a, a generation. A man and a woman, the covenant is to provide a safe place for family. A man and a woman become one flesh for the purpose of having children. And the very act of the covenant creation creates children. So when Jesus, this is profound, when Jesus tore the veil with his crucifixion, the very seed of the kingdom may God give you insight, entered into heaven. He went behind the veil 
even a physical manifestation on the earth, the, the, the curtain was torn in the synagogue. <laughs> and, and we have the new covenant. Jesus, in a sense, went into the womb of heaven and placed himself on the altar in the holiest of holies. And we were born. We, we are the church. We are his offspring. We, the new creation church, I'm not talking about humanity. We're not human. I'm sorry, we are human, but we are, the Bible calls us a totally new species. And, I'll, and, I'll, and, it, it, and that is a spiritual species, of course. Don't lose the point there, guys. Don't you let your religious mind steal from you the kingdom because Jesus said, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees. He said, the, a little bit of, of leaven leavens the whole lump of dough. What's he saying? He's saying, you need the kingdom in you, but if you believe the teachings of religion, it will fill, it'll infiltrate the kingdom that's in you. Remember Mark chapter 3, Jesus Christ was crucified by a collusion between the religious people and the political people. It says that from that day forward, the Herodians and the Pharisees combined forces to find a way to kill Jesus. So you and I have to guard our hearts and our minds so that we don't have any religion that's the Pharisees, or politics, that's Herod, in our thinking, in our life. So what I've just explained to you is the greatest mystery of the kingdom of God. It is to do with holiness. It is to do with ownership. Remember, covenant is about ownership. Covenant is for a purpose. Can you say that? For a purpose. So the purpose of a man and a woman coming together, there's a shedding of blood in the hymen, is to create a covenant that's unbreakable before God for the purpose, say purpose, for the purpose of having children. God shed the foreskin of his people to set them apart. The purpose was set setting apart. The purpose was sanctification. The purpose was marking them as separate. In Revelation, we receive a mark on our forehead from God that says that we are owned by him. In Revelation, it says that we receive a white stone with our name on it. So what I'm telling you today is that the Father has unity with himself and the greatest form of holiness is is being owned by God. So you and I are going to become one with God. I believe that's enough for today. Um, may the Holy Spirit give you insight into all of these things. Um, what I'm trying to say to you is that sex is holy between a, a man and a woman who have committed themselves for life. It's holy. And there is a great perversion in the earth today 
because the devil is strategic. He knows that there is a revelation of the Father that's coming to the earth. So this great attack on marriage, this great attack on sexuality is planned by the devil because God is revealing himself through the church. He's revealing the Father. He's revealing the kingdom. And and God is calling us into a very intimate place with him at the moment. Paul even says that the way that a husband is with his wife, the way that a man is with a woman, is a great mystery. And he's talking about the bride of Christ and Jesus. So, so sex is holy. And I believe that sex is a an example, but more than an example, it is a physical manifestation, a physical um, reflection or parallel of the very holiness of God, that God is one with himself. God is, there's nothing unholy about that. There's nothing unholy about God. God is, is intimate with himself in holiness. And it's not sex, it's oneness. But when a man and a woman have sex, they become one. So there's a very holy and beautiful revelation there. But you see, Paul says, the Bible says, to the pure, all things are pure. So if you're struggling with this, there's, it's, I'm not saying anything that's not pure. But you might have a, 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 a dent in your lens then it's not your fault. It's because of your upbringing. It's because of your, your circumstances. It's because of the media that you've consumed in your life. But I'm telling you, God is holy. And Adam and Eve were naked. You know, they were naked and it was beautiful. And, and children to a certain age, they have no shame. They are naked. They don't want to wear clothes. They're not, they, they go to the toilet with the door open. And there's no shame. And we, according to Jesus Christ, our Lord, we are meant to become like little children. I'm not talking about taking our clothes off. I'm talking about receiving. You know, if I offer you a holiday, say, hey, hey, buddy, Bob, hey, Bob, do you want to go on a holiday? Here's a holiday. You would probably say, well, where's it going to be? I don't like going to the beach. I like camping. Or or I've got to, you know, I, I, I can't get time off work. I can't receive your holiday until I get permission. Whereas if, if you say, if I say to a child, do you want to go on a holiday? They say yes. They don't look at their schedule. They don't, they don't look at their budget. And it's the same with you and I. When, when God says, do you want to go on a concert? Do you want to go to a concert? The adult in you says, well, I don't, what genre of music is it? I don't want to go to rock and roll concert. I want to go to a, a symphony orchestra. But a child would say yes. A little child is, is let me tell you, it, they autom- a little child is automatically receiving. Would you receive the kingdom today? It is the Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. 
Now, the kingdom is ownership. The kingdom is holiness. When you receive the kingdom, you receive everything else as well. The Bible says, when the Father gave you Jesus, would he not also give you all things? Guys, I hope you've received, I I believe that I've given you enough today for the Holy Spirit to water. There's been, there have been angels in operation. If you've heard this message, (laughs) don't try to understand it with your natural mind. You can't. The natural mind is the enemy of God. It's in the Bible. The natural mind cannot, cannot comprehend. The natural mind cannot comprehend the things of the Spirit. So don't go away and try and figure this out. What I have given you is the kingdom and the Holy Spirit and the keys to the kingdom. As I've been speaking, there have been angels that have been ministering to you. There has been and there is going to continue to be an impartation. So there is fire all around you. I'm telling you, you could not have heard the duration of this message with the demonic involved in your mind. And I'm telling you that there is going to be a level of of deliverance that has come and that will come as simply as a result of you listening to this message. Why? Because for one reason, God confirms the words of the kingdom with signs and wonders following. But number two is the devil cannot stand it. He cannot stand the fire and the holiness that is on you now. I love you guys. Listen, just read the Bible. Believe Jesus Christ. If you don't know what to do, read the words of Jesus and, and pray in tongues. You've got to pray in tongues. Praying in tongues is, is, is the way forward in the kingdom because the gift of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit guides you into all truth and he is praying through you. Thanks so much for listening. I've been Jonathan and you've been listening.